Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Take Your Points. I'm your host Ronan Scott. This week we're talking about the Ulster final and Trone's one point victory over Monaghan. Cahill Carville and former Monaghan coach and Trone man Martin McElkennan discuss the performance of both teams and they also look ahead to Trone's All Ireland semi final against Kerry. Shane Elliott's also here to discuss Derry's loss to Offaly and Trone's defeat at the hands of Mayo. So I'd like to welcome Cal Carvel to the show, um, regular contributor, Gaelic Life columnist. Um, Cal, obviously, I want you to chat about the Ulster final, Throne's uh, big one point victory against Mono. It was a cracking final, you know. Uh, the first half was cagey, but the second half was dramatic. What do you think the key moments were to help Throne win? Well, it was funny, didn't Potts Ballon say that he would be swiping right for Ulster football, which is quite a change from the puke football analogy back in the noughties. But I think, and to be fair to Pat, there's not many other options out there when you look at the provincial championships in terms of who you'd be swiping right for. But leaving that aside for one moment, I think the key point, and they talk about clutch moments in basketball and in different sports, I think it was close to the end of normal time when the ball was played into McManus and Hamsey was all over him and got the hand in and dispossessed him. I think it was maybe... 62nd or 60 or 72nd or 73rd minute and I think that was the key play of the game because McManus had he got onto that ball there was men coming off the shoulder um, Throne managed to win possession after that and then did what Throne do managed the game out very well so in terms of clutch moment of the game I think that was it and uh, Personally, I thought Hamsey was by far and away the, the best player in the park yesterday. I know Matty Donnelly got the Man of the Match award, but not only for his nullifying of McManus, but also that score he took in the first half, you know, outside of the right foot, and it was just an absolute peach, and where the, the camera angle was right behind it, I think it looked even better. So I think he was one of the, the key men, obviously captain leader and has been for um, a long time uh, in Tyrone. So that was, I suppose, the clutch moment. In terms of the, the, the general play and the, the key aspects of it, it was interesting that Monaghan had almost as many chances as Tyrone in the, in the first half, but some of their key men missed, you know, relatively easy opportunities coming towards the end of the first half in that second quarter period. McManus missed, uh, McCarthy had a couple of bad wides, and other days where they went over, you know, they would have been going in maybe two or three points behind, and even at that stage, given what they did in the third quarter after uh, half time, you know, they would have been two or three up, and I think going in five behind was just a, possibly a bridge too far. So I think that was another key moment. And talking about key men for Tyrone as well, Peter Hart was quiet for most of the game, but in those, you know, that championship moment, I thought when Monaghan were very much on top and had their purple patch, he popped up and contributed into the game a lot more. And I think that's turned the tide back in Tyrone's favour going into that fourth quarter. So those for me were some of the key moments of what was a, an intriguing game, I think came to life in the, in the um, second half and was by far and away the best uh, provincial final we've had this year. One of the performances, uh, there's a lot of outstanding performances, I suppose, from Trump, but one of the outstanding performances was Rory Began, the way he was playing the game. You know, it almost felt unfair that they lost that game because the way he played, the dispossession of Matty Donnelly, even though he did kick balls out and he missed, he actually missed one from play, and mm -hmm. you know, but he was still seemed to be everywhere. And um, 
him and you know now Morgan were both all over the place. You know, mm -hmm. so was there any other outstanding performances, or what did you think of Megan's performance? Well, it was interesting. I am 100% not a fan of this fly goalie position. I understand it on the kickouts, and to be fair to Morgan, he played that very well and put a lot of pressure on Began in the first half in terms of him pushing up and you know making forcing Began to make some mistakes and. I just don't understand why inter-county teams don't push up all the time and put the pressure on. We've seen Dublin do it. Where you give away the kick out, it automatically puts the pressure back on you. Where you press up and make that mistake. We saw it in the, the minor uh, final in Kerry and Derry where at the end of the game uh, the, the Kerry guys pressed the, the Derry defender and the, and the keeper and they made a mistake which resulted in the goal. Thankfully for Derry they went straight back down the field and scored the penalty but I think that pressurising of the kick out, if you want to beat the of Kerry or Dublin or even Mayo, you have to do that. It's you know a prerequisite. In terms of Began's performance, yes, he did kick one um, wide, and he did play. Actually, I think you see him more because obviously his white jersey, and you're thinking, why is he in the position he's in? And actually, against Galway in the playoff match, and I've never seen this before. He actually fouled the the opposing Galway keeper in the box when a high ball went in. So he is known for, uh, we would call it in our club, taking head staggers on occasion, but I think he got away with it um, and he did play very well. The, Mo uh, the, the Motty Donnelly uh, position, personally watching the match, um, McKenna's flick was very, very smart in terms of letting um, Motty away and I was uh, actually praying that he was going to stick it in the top corner and say, Began, get back in that, you're playing number one for a reason. But it was amazing the way he did dispossess him and I think to be fair Matty had too many options. He had McShane on his left, he had McCurry on his right and you know he, he fumbled his uh, kick pass but take nothing away from Began. It was a really special moment at a, again a, a, a clutch um, time in the game and poor old Monaghan they just have had absolutely no luck in the past while and they're under 20s going to extra time against Down and coming up short and again you know as, as a neighbouring county of my own it's it's heartbreaking for them but in sport you just have to you know take the, the, the good times with the bad and to be fair to Tyrone they know how to win and they knew how to see that game out when McCurry got the point. Yeah Spillane said after that Monaghan were I suppose people look down on Monaghan, or you know, so you're, you know, they say that they're, you know, they they had so many chances and they always sort of throw them away, and we sort of like you pity them a little bit. But he says they were a good, strong team, experienced team, you know. Yeah, maybe always the bridesmaid, never the bride with Monaghan. But when you look back in the not that distant future when Malachy O'Rourke was over them, you know, they were winning Ulster um, titles, and again against Throne, they probably should have pushed on to an All Ireland in recent memory. So. They are a good team, they are a, a, a coming team, but one facet of the team which actually um, I thought was a weak point and were thrown capitalised, and in this era of blanket defences and playing as a unit and attacking as a unit, I thought that Tyrone's half back line were very, very strong. Sludden maybe was the, the maybe the, the weakest of the three, but McGeary has been a revelation this year against Donegal, the performance he put in. And then again on Sunday, he was top notch. Um, Bannigan, who has been very, very good for Monaghan, O'Hanlon, and Mulligan, who's, you know, is an up and coming player. 
I just thought the Tyrone boys were able to snuff them out and they didn't have the influence that they usually have and I suppose it wasn't surprising to see some of them boys go off and to see you know McGeary push on, Sludden to push on and, and that was even with Terry McCann didn't start on the, on the team so um, I think that half forward line, half back axis is still very important on any team and um, I think that was a, a key facet of the game. It felt like they just kept continually made mistakes, you know, a lot of kicking the ball out over the sideline, just being easily dispossessed, running around, you know, holes, you know. They, I wonder, was it, did the occasion get to them, do you think, or was it, or, or do we have to give more credit to Tyrone for shutting down options? Well, I suppose there's maybe a bit of both. I, to be honest with you, in the first half, it looked to me like Monaghan didn't believe they could win it. And I think they, they seem to have the a hoodoo over, the Tyrone boys have a hoodoo over this Monaghan team, that when they come up against them in the big, big games, especially in Crow Park, they just don't seem to have the self-belief. Now, when Banty got them in at half-time, he no doubt read their attic, and they came out and they said, you know what, we can win this. But a five-point deficit was possibly too much of a bridge to gap, especially when they had missed those opportunities. I think at three points, and given the momentum that was with Monaghan in that third quarter, they could have potentially have done it. But the Mac attack that I've referred to before, you know, McManus, McCarthy and McCarn, they did have the chances as well when you look at it. And although Hampsey and uh, McNamee and uh, McKernan were very good on, on them, um, had good games, and like McKernan went up and scored a point as well, and McNamee was very strong, they still had the chances to you know, bridge that gap to maybe be going in um, you know, level at half time. But when it was all said and done, I thought Tyrone deserved the victory in the end, played a wee bit smarter and were more efficient in front of the goals. And at the end of the day, that was what was. Um, the, the, the thing that won it for the Tron boys. Yeah, yeah. So now they're going on to play Kerry in the Ireland semi-final. Um, they've beat a couple of good teams already. Like, can they beat Kerry? Um, no, is the, the short answer to that. I think um, it, it wasn't Brawley talking about uh, all Ireland's are for Kerry and Dublin and everyone else is just participating. Yesterday was the highlight of Tron's year for me. And I think... Doher um, and Logan will be pretty happy with the Ulster title and when looking to build on, but there's no situation that I see Throne beating Kerry in the All-Ireland semi-final. I may rue those words, but I think there's going to be a lot of scars from Tralee in terms of uh, what they did to them in the league, and I just really can't see um, Throne, although they have quality players, I think the, there's an embarrassment of riches in Kerry and they will sort out their defensive issues that they've shown and, you know, I, I just can't see a situation where Kerry don't come out on top, whether they, you know, it's a blowout win against Tyrone or whether they eke it out by a couple of points. Um, I just don't see a, a game plan or, you know, going one-on-one -on -one like they had done against Monaghan um, that results in anything but um, a Kerry victory. Yeah, Kerry are further down the road then. Kerry, Kerry Dublin final, would you say? I actually think it's going to be a uh, um, Kerry-Mayo final and Kerry are going to turn up and wipe the floor with Mayo and it'll be another um, you know, wailing and gnashing of teeth in the, in the west of the country because I think it'll be like the um, like, like England in the, the Rugby World Cup where they beat the All Blacks in the semi-final and everyone had them already crowned as world champions and then the South Africa went out and did a number on them and I think that's what's going to happen this year. It would be amazing to see Mayo... Um, 
Tech Out Dublin and uh, people, I suppose, have been talking about uh, the the demise of this Dublin team for a while. But when the triumphant of uh, Fenton, Kilkenny and uh, King Con, when they don't operate, and I, I didn't really see much from them yesterday, even though they, they cruised to a Leinster final victory, I think that uh, Mayo will just have enough um, to, to end Dublin's reign and then we'll come up Cropper in the final. So you heard it here first. <laughs> and what about Tyrone though? Do you think they'll defend the title next year? I suppose you look around and you see well, who's going to stop them. Donegal are on the wane. Uh, Michael Murphy with the injury this year. I just don't see them um, having the quality to come back. Derry are on the rise, there's no doubt about it, but the, are they far enough down the uh, Rory Gallagher uh, road to win an Ulster Championship? It remains to be seen. They're not playing at a high enough level. Armagh, seven years in, you know, I said on this programme previously that if they don't make an Ulster final, um, you know, Geezer's position's going to be questioned. Now all his old teammates have come out and backed him, so he'll no doubt get another year and we'll see where Armagh are next year. The draw's going to be very important in terms of who plays who, but I wouldn't be betting against uh, uh, Trone putting Ulster titles back to back. Yeah. Before we go, um, there was a couple of, well, one Ulster team won in the hurling at the weekend, but the Derry were beaten, so were thrown. What do you think that means for uh, Ulster hurling? I suppose it's, it's not in a great place, let's be honest about it. They talked about, you know, a tiered championship in the football, and if you look at the scores in terms of the results uh, in, in the tiered hurling system, the, the average margin of victory was 17 points. To be honest, Offaly should never have been in the Crystal Ring in the first instance. I think that was um, an outlier in relation to where they had dropped off and there was issues within the county, etc. And I think Fenley's got the you know the, the best players back out for them. You know, Derry put in a spirited performance, but when you're conceding 41 points, you're just not at that level. So it was, uh, I suppose, it was a good season uh, in the round for Derry. Um, they have got some of their best players out. There's still a few of their best players that are kicking the big ball and to see maybe seeing them out in Crow Park it might have been a, a closer affair but I think Derry will come back and probably win that next year but I think awfully we're a, a step too far for them and then in relation to Mayo and Throne having watched the Throne Donegal game I think Throne were very lucky to even be in the final a couple of um, freak instances against Donegal but I think maybe the occasion was slightly too much for them in, in Crow Park and the, in fairness there was a very well drilled Mayo team that have been there before and you know I've played against a lot of them guys myself and you know they have some good players and you know they were just too much for them on the day. Whereas Ulster Hurling um, you know we were eulogising about Antrim at the start of the, the year and you know Donal Ogue was getting a lot of stick from the, the Antrim Brigade but ultimately he's probably proved right against Leash. You know, they just weren't good enough. Um, so I think we will go away and reassess things, but it's going to come down to participation. We need more clubs. We need more players uh, playing with um, with the hurl. And in our club, it's, you know, it's a mod hurling club, but there are very few around. And it's very vast in Ulster, I think, towards um, football. We could maybe look to f uh, force clubs into amalgamations or um, creating hurling clubs and uh, providing that option to uh, young people. But I think we've talked about this for a while. We talked about options about Team Ulster, etc., etc. But there needs to be something done because 
albeit we have some good days, like against Antrim uh, when they beat Clare or drew with Waxford, you know, there's not enough of them and there's not a good enough spread of them. And bringing back the Ulster Championship is a, an option. Everything needs to be put on the table because what we're doing now isn't working. And in, in fact, we're in reverse gear in terms of uh, hurling and Ulster. Okay, so in conclusion, Ulster Hurling's in a better bother, but Ulster football's in rid health. However, Trone are going to win next year. Yeah, well, I think we'll maybe swipe left for uh, Ulster Hurling and swipe right for football at the present minute, so we'll see. <laughs> Very good. Cal, thanks for your time. Appreciate it. Okay, thanks, Ron. I'd like to welcome uh, Martin Michael Kennan to the show. Martin's a uh, Trone man, but also a former coach of Monaghan with Seamus McEnany. So, He's well placed to uh, make a call on Throne's victory, but also what Monaghan learned. So, welcome to the show, Martin. Um, just to start, what did you um, take from Throne's performance? How big a win was that for the county? Yeah, I think it was important for Throne to win this Ulster Championship this year. It's been a brilliant Ulster Championship. Um, but to come out on top, 16-15 in Grove Park, under new management of Fergal Logan and Brian Deer, two players that have served them very well over the last number of years. I think it'll give them, it'll give the setup, a new setup, a great lift. And you know, it'll definitely help them going forward both long term and for the next game. I think as well with you know losing four players very, very close to the game with COVID, uh, definitely put them under a bit more pressure. And again it showed you uh, the depth that drone have on the bench that they can, you know, still make changes and come out on top. I think losing Frank Burns and McCann, you know, Brennan, players like that, Donnelly, all good players, you know, definitely would have put them on the back foot and not having Logan there himself. So, you know, it's, it's, I think it's been brilliant for Jerome to win this All-State Championship with those circumstances. Martin, what was the most pleasing elements of how Jerome played? Yeah, the most pleasing thing about Jerome's performance was, uh, I suppose it was a tight game and they came out on top and they'd be de delighted about that going into, you know, a potential game again, Kerry. Um, as well as that, you know, they didn't concede any goals. I think they've only conceded one goal in the last maybe three games, which is a big turnaround from where they were again, Kerry. You know, a couple of months back when they conceded, what was it, five in the first half, three before the water break. So they've obviously tightened things up at, at the back. And I think you can see that there. They're, they're, they're not just maybe as bombing forward as they were maybe early on in the National League. So I think they've, they've tried to sort of work between the two were you know getting the, the defensive side right and at the same time you know on Saturday there you could see the likes of Marty Donnelly and uh, young McCoury up front with the young lad from Kelly Clower Bradley playing in front of them so you could actually see that they've, they've maybe changed a wee bit in their style as well as that you know a lot of their key players I think are are, are beginning to play well just at the right time Kieran McGeary's been exceptional all year I thought Hamsey was brilliant on Conor McManus who's been one of the top forwards in Ireland over the last seven or eight years. I think he held him to a point. Um, Matty Donnelly was superb, backed as, as well as he's played. And on top of that, you know, one of the most pleasing things would be for Tyrone that they were able to get McShane onto the pitch, get him game time. He's had a horrible year and a half. And Derek Yavin, you know, to get him back, you know, after the injury he had in the semi-final again, Kerry, where it looked like potentially maybe the season was nearly over. So he's back, you know, and I had the pleasure of working with Dar for a few years and, you know, brilliant player, great attitude, 
and I think he can give Tyrone something that maybe they don't have. He's just you know a really really talented player. So there's a lot of pleasing things that that will suit Tyrone uh, to get them up to the next level and come out of a tight game. I think it'll really stand up. Which players perform particularly well, Martin? Yeah, as, as I've said already, you have McGeary, I think, has been outstanding all year. I think he's been a real plus to them. He's scoring um, from play, his work rate off the ball. I think he's in brilliant condition. Hamsey was superb at the weekend again. Um, he held uh, Manzi to the point. Um, and Petey Hart, brilliant, I thought, played the role really well. And if you're talking about keepers at the minute, you know, you're really down to the two lads that played at the weekend, both Began and, and uh, Morgan. They're probably number one and two at the minute in the country. And um, possibly the only young man that's near them at the minute, I thought, was the Donegal lad. You know, their their kicking's brilliant. Um, they're adding a different dimension to the team with you know how they can marshal their defence and, and nearly torn defence into the attack. So you have those players at the minute that are, are superb and you know, as I say, look. You know, it, it sets itself up that Tyrone have a lot of players at the minute that are coming into form just at the right time. Martin, what did you think of Monaghan's performance overall? Look, Monaghan will be disappointed after the weekend. Uh, they'll put in a massive amount of work and, you know, to come up short by a point again in another Ulster title, you know, it'll, it'll, be, it'll hurt them. Uh, I thought their first half just lacked a wee bit of intensity. I thought they were a wee bit just slow and coming out of the blocks at the start of the game. But you know, the plus side was that, you know, in the second half, they were brilliant. They played typical Monaghan, never say day. They, they turned the game completely around. And, you know, they were in my shape with going into the last seconds of the game. So they'll take a lot of pluses out of it. It's been a tough few weeks for Monaghan football. Um, losing uh, Ogie there a couple of weeks ago. A young lad that I'd worked with a few years ago at Monaghan Miners. He was the captain of the Monaghan Miners that year. And I know what he meant to the, the setup. I know what he meant to the, the lads in that area. And I know how tough it was for them to get over that. So, you know, I think you have to give Monaghan a lot of credit on the management and the, and the players. Uh, they had a tough two weeks. And yet, you know, I think they handled themselves uh, brilliantly in every way. And they showed great spirit. And they just came up again a throwing team in the end that just got over the line, but there really wasn't much between it. And finally, Throne's next step is the uh, Kerry All Ireland semi final. How do you think they'll do against the Kingdom? Yeah, I think Throne can beat Kerry. I think if it becomes a very open game of football, I think Kerry will, will win. But I think Throne will be smart enough to learn from the last day that they played in Killarney in that semi final. Uh, there was five goals in the first half and six in total and, and no no game you wouldn't go to an underage game and see six goals going and a team getting you know a victory so I imagine if you look at Throne again Donegal since and against uh, Calvin they seem to have changed their style a wee bit I think they're a wee bit they're working harder at the pitch I think they're putting a bit more pressure at the pitch I think they're set up differently that they're not just maybe as open at the back so I think that'll suit them. I think they'll have learned a lot from that. I'd imagine that uh, after the, the Kerry beating that they took, you know, two months ago, that they probably sat down on the Monday, Tuesday night and probably had a lot of soul searching to do. I'm sure the management would have pointed that out. You know, and asked a lot of questions of the players and I'm sure that's still ringing in their head. So I'd imagine they've learned a lot from that and, you know, possibly more than Kerry has learned. I don't think it'll be the same game or anywhere near it at all. I don't expect the, 
Sean O'Shea's and Clifford's and these guys to get the same space as they did the last day. So I think it's suiting through the way they're going in. They've had a couple of really, really tough games. You know, again, Donegal and against uh, at the weekend there, again, Monaghan. And that, you know, a game like that, you can do any amount of training and, and it doesn't uh, pay off the same way. So I think Kerry hasn't had that advantage. Um, and, you know, there's no Super 8s around like that. There's nobody, you know, having to play more games to get up to game time around like that. So I think it's set up for Jerome, you know, if they can reproduce what they've, they've learned and reproduce how they've set themselves up over the last few times. But certainly if they go back to the way they played in the Killarney game, you know, shipping five or six uh, goals early on, I think they'll be in real bother. So, you know, I think it, it, Tyrone is a real, real good chance coming into this game. And it wouldn't surprise me if they pull it off. Martin, thanks very much for joining the show. So I'd like to welcome Shane Elliott to the show. Um, I wanted Shane to come on to talk about the weekend's hurling action. Um, Shane, just to start, uh, Derry were well beaten by Offaly. I wonder what you thought went wrong and what Derry can learn from that performance. I don't think I would be starting from a point of what went wrong for Derry, Roland. I think the bottom line is they came up against a, a superior team. They came up against an Offaly side that are going places under Michael Fenley. I think there's a rejuvenation happening in Offaly. Um, they have been embarrassed by where they find themselves in as a proud uh, Hurling uh, County. So they've been really looking, there's serious investment going on there. They've brought Michael Fenley in and Offaly are a team who will go into the Joe McDonough with serious aspirations to win that at that level and will will give many of the teams there big problems there next year. So from a dairy perspective, they'll not overanalyze it. I think the bottom line was sometimes you have to tip your hat. And you have to accept that you were beaten by a better team um, and you, you you take the learnings from that. And the learnings, I think, for, for Dominic and, and Cormac, who are in charge, would be that, you know, with Awfully off the stage, then I think the Christie Ring is a much more open competition next year. And I think Derry have shown with their performances up to the final that they would be in serious contenders next year. The key for them will be, and I think that's what Dominic and, and Cormac Donnelly have, have done well, they've got the best players out, and that sometimes can be a challenge for, for, for Derry managers. They've got the best players out, and they've given them a taste of, of Croke Park, they've given them a taste of potential uh, success, and with Awfully not involved next year, I think they've every chance of going on to potentially win a, a Christie rank. But the key from them, the key learning will be that they need to, to keep the best players on board to to make that happen and well not overanalyze what has just happened with Offaly that would have Offaly would have done that to to many teams in in the form that they're in and I think we'll see next year that Offaly are playing at a level that you know they were always going to uh, above uh, the Christie Ring standard so um, all in all whilst it was a chastening experience for Derry I think they can come away with some positives in the fact that they they reached the final and would look to build on that for for next year. Trone were well beaten by Mayo, but uh, can they build on that result? Can Tyrone build on the result or from their performances this year? Of course they can, absolutely they can. And I think Michael McShane is, is, is on record as saying that they're probably ahead of where he felt they would be this year in reaching the Rackard final. So um, I think he has plenty of positives going from this year. And the bottom line is, a bit like Derry, they came up against a, a superior team in Mayo. Mayo 
following their defeat to Donegal in the Rackard final uh, last year, clearly had a sense of purpose this year and were well motivated to to overturn that. And and we'll go into Crystal Ring and be very competitive next year, may have some very good hurlers. Um, and that proved to be the case. So maybe it's a year or two too soon for Michael and his team to to truly make the push for for winning the Rackard. But I think he'll be he'll go into next year again with plenty of positives. If he retains the players that he has, they hopefully will be hurting from uh, the defeat at the weekend, and will feel that you know a bit like Mayo last year, they'll be out to prove a point next year and actually get to get to Croke Park again and 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 be successful this time in the in the record. But they'll have plenty of challengers there. You know, Armagh will be back again. Um, there will be teams that will will certainly put it up to them. Donegal will still be there thereabouts. So Ulster will be very competitive in the record next year. In fact, I think Ulster teams will dominate the record next year, and Trum will be one of those teams. So Michael will take the hurt from the experience of the weekend, use that as a bit of a motivator, and get them cracking again next year. But all in all, I think he'd be, he he's probably happy enough with where they find themselves at the at the end of his first year, a COVID year where he maybe hasn't the opportunity to work with them to the level they would like. But uh, I think going forward they they'll come back next year with uh, with with plenty of confidence as to where they're at finally what have you taken from Antrim's performance this year they had a good start but a disappointing end yeah I think it's fair to say Ronan that Antrim's performances this year have been a bit of a mixed bag you know you talk about a game of two halves it really was a year of two halves for Antrim when you look at the um, the performances in the league were very very encouraging, you know, and there was plenty of hope for real optimism in terms of the direction that they were going. And you know, they, their their victory over Clare in the first match, their draw against Wexford, their performances against Kilkenny, poor enough against Dublin, but uh, you know they showed signs during the league that they were a team that were really going places. Problem was the wheels fell off a wee bit come championship um, and particularly with the heavy defeat to Dublin which was probably the most disappointing aspect of, the, of, of this year. They put up a, a better performance against Leeds but ultimately they failed and are knocked back down to McDonough which is disappointing. So whilst they retained their Division 1 status in the league they've been relegated in terms of the championship so they're now out of the Leicester Championship which I, by the way I just don't agree with. I think any team that's competing in Division 1 should be in the Liam McCarthy. So I don't agree with that structure that the GA have in place. And whilst I understand why they have it, I, I, I think it's something that might need, it might need another look at. But going forward, I think the important thing for Antrim is to retain the services of, of Darren Gleeson. Um, I think Darren has clearly showed that he has got the players on board with him. He has got them playing for him. I think the challenge they have is to try and move up the gears from league to championship and that's what the top teams do extremely well but Antrim have to come into the league and, and be in peak form from the off you know as we saw against Clare they were flying against Clare and beat Clare but as you saw as the championship went on Clare were a really really good side who improved significantly from their league form to championship form so the challenge for Darren will be finding how do you do that in Antrim because we haven't got the strength and depth that the 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 top teams have that we can try things out in the league and we can experiment because it's important for us to retain our league status and to do that we have to be at it from the get-go we have to be at it from day one the first game Antrim have to be flying whereas the other teams can transition themselves and build up to peak come championship time so I think that's a challenge for Darren if he hopefully stays and the management team to work out how they can better better manage that because that didn't work this year we didn't make the step up 
in the way that we would have liked come championship. But I think that might have been through the, the they've had burst themselves through the league. They had exhausted themselves through the league and then maybe were running a wee bit and empty when it came to the to the summertime, when it came to championship time. And Dublin blew them out of the park. Now, we saw that Dublin were a good side. They went on to beat Galway. But I think Cork showed their deficiencies as well. But I suppose mixed bag, plenty to be positive about uh, in terms of Antrim. We can look forward to League uh, 1, uh, Division 1 hurling next year. So all in all, it could be worse. And I, I think a, a good, another good stab at the Joe McDonough is maybe not a bad thing in terms of where they're at in their, in, in their development. So... Um, in terms of the year, I'd be more positive than negative about the year overall. And I think, as I say, we've, we've, we've talked here, Harlan, to look forward to next year. Okay, thanks very much, Shane. Thanks for watching this week's show. We'll see you next time.